Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, Dave Gaspar. Dave, you are the partner and head of innovation with Gather. Gather is found on the web at gather.co. Dave, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me, Josh. How are you doing today? Excellent, excellent. All right, so what does Gather do? So I'm really glad you asked. Uh, So we're a marketing advisory firm. Uh, We're probably equal parts agency and consultancy. Um, but frankly, I'm I'm much more uh, interested in talking about sort of our approach to organizing talent um, mm. and what we've built over the last 10 years than I am sort of talking about the services. Because I think, frankly, for your audience, what's interesting isn't in sort of agency or consulting services. It's the new models that are coming around around talent, especially with new things happening today, like, you know, hybrid work models, work from home and things like that. Yeah. Where we're seeing, you know. Uh, uh, the labor force having a lot more choice in what they do. Uh, And I think over the last 10 years, we've really been cultivating sort of what choice looks like when it's inherently built into a model. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so, but, but gather as a, as a, as a service um, and and help me understand that. And then we'll kind of go from there. You got it. Um, So it, it looks a lot like um, uh, traditional agency or consultancy services. Um, Uh Sort of our, our mantra is uh, it's, um, equal parts thinking and doing. Uh, so when you think about the traditional consulting services, it's a lot of thinking um, right. and helping in that sort of business thinking quadrant uh, of your four quadrants there. Uh, but they tend to shy away from the actual execution work. And we think of traditional agencies, it's amazingly creative thinking, uh, actually, uh, creative thinking, what this is doing, this actually execution of, of creative, but they tend not to be focused sort of on the business side. Like, how does that affect your P&L? How is that, you know, uh, uh, changing the next membership rewards or selling the next widget, right? So we like to be in sort of that, that middle part where it's equal parts thinking and doing. Uh, and it has a nice range between sort of the, the traditional business sort of MBA type folks, as well as the traditional um, uh, creatives, the agency types of folks as well. Yeah, right. Okay, so yeah, so let's definitely talk about team, right? And yeah. like how uh, how the world, we'll start off by maybe, you know, just kind of your state of the union for, you know, how team building, how, you know, allocating resources, people, that sort of thing. How has that changed and evolved over the past well, particularly over the past year, uh, but you know, in 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 context, you know, the past three to five years, the the broader strat, the broader movements. Yeah, so I, you know what's funny is uh, we've been obviously running this for for ten years now, um, and it's uh, uh, you know that Cinderella story. Oh my God, it happened overnight. Like it didn't happen overnight. Like mm-hmm. make some 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 things changed, which sort of brought us into uh, a moment where. Um, uh, this this model has become much more appetizing for a lot more people and more interesting. And frankly, the last you know eighteen months or so has have given people you know kind of permission that they never thought they had before um, to take some license in that term agency, sort of small a agency um, in their own lives and their own careers. So you know over the last decade, we've we've built this network of independent practitioners, right? They're cr- practitioners, they're creators, and we we assemble around client problems to form teams, and that's really important. So it's not just you know, staffing a human, it's, it's sort of team as a service task, if you will. Huh. Uh, if, if, you know, the folks want to, want to hear, you know, new acronyms for things. Oh, we um, always love new acronyms. Yeah. Everybody does. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, we're so putting that around the client problem. We're going to form those teams, but the most important thing is this sort of double opt-in method 
that we've created. And let me, let me tell you a little bit about that, right? So obviously the client has to opt in. They have to agree to do the work with you, right? And hopefully ag agree to the work on the team as well. But with the really interesting, the double part is the team has to agree to work on the client, okay? Mm. Because they're not employees of ours. We have a, a network of independence, all right, where no one's, you know, uh, the, the old consulting joke, voluntold to go work on something, right? Or mm -hmm. staffed. Um, everybody right. raises their hand and they say, not only do I want to work on this work for this client, but I also want to work with this team. And those team dynamics really show up when we're actually executing for the client. Yeah, excellent. All right, good. So, uh, so are we talking about like when we're talking about team? Um, we're, we're not not just talking about we're not talking about acquisition of new talent. We're talking about our, our existing team uh, and kind of getting their buy-in. So I'm I'm just thinking, you know, what does that look like practically? Yeah. Like what's going on? Yeah. So uh, uh, it, it's good that you asked because um, it, it's sort of the onion needs to be peeled back one layer at a time Yeah. Uh, because people are sort of not used to um, uh, these new heuristics, these new models. All right. So traditional consultancy or agency has employees. Um, the employees are then staffed out and farmed out to different projects. That's not what we do. Um, we have a network of over 150 independent people. These are you know practitioners, right? These are people who have um, come from companies who have come from agencies who have come from consultancies who believe in their tradecraft, their practice enough mm -hmm. so that I can actually go do this on my own. Right now, what we have enabled people to do is to be independent, but not alone. And that part's been huge. So the culture and the networking element has been amazing to allow people to level up. So if Dave is a strategist, which I am, if someone comes to me and says, Dave, I really want you to do strategy work for me as an independent. Absolutely. But I also want you to do this creative work. And I also want you to do this culture work. And I also want you to do this other stuff. Can you do that for me? Mm -hmm. As an independent, I can't. I don't have those particular skills. That's not my expertise. That's not my yeah. background. But when I'm part of this, this network, I can bring those skills in. And the most important part is the trust, the trust in that network. Yeah. No one comes into the network unless they've been referred by somebody else. All right. And therefore, every single person has not only opted in, but said, hey, look, I'm putting my my name against this person to say, I know that they're good and you're going to like them, too. And by the way, that happens with our clients. Also, this double opt in piece. So we don't respond to RFPs. You're not going to see us on, you know, the cover, the back cover of the, the Wall Street Journal, you know, uh, uh, advertising for folks. What we're doing is we're making sure that we're using those same referrals. We want to have a real relationship with these people. It's why we don't do RFPs because that's a procurement process, which is distinctly inhuman or maybe even inhumane, mm. but it takes the client relationship out of it. And that's really where we want to be. Do you get pushback from old school folks? Because <laughs> I, you know, I'm thinking, boy, this really sounds um, appropriate, you know, when we think of you know, what we know about um, working with millennials and Gen Z, right? Um, and, 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 and it feels totally on point with what I know about that. But I wonder if your boomers are like, what? I pay an honest day's work for an honest day's pay, you know, you know that, kind of, that kind of thing, right? And they don't really care about your opt-in. <laughs> so, so I think that's interesting. Um, was it a hater's gonna hate? So if they want to, that's fine by me. Um, the more important part is, you know, you brought it up, but honest day's work. So let's talk about corporate America and an honest day's work. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think an honest day's work is, you know, maybe an hour that is paid, right? For doing the right work and you're actually getting getting the economics for that. What should a person get paid for that? Should you get paid four or five times what a full-time employee gets paid if they're working the full day, if they can do that in an hour? 
I don't know what are the economics of that, right? And to me, I think an honest day's work is a very interesting concept. Um, and I would, uh, I'd love to go to toe to toe with any boomer that's out there. By the way, I've been uh, now know that my my new term is um, I'm a geriatric millennial, which I didn't know was uh, I was supposed <laughs> to be a thing. I didn't know where my my geriatric state would come in, but apparently that's uh, that's the new term. Uh, but yeah, look, I think um, I think new models scare a lot of people. Um, the status quo is always, you know, going to push back against things. Mm-hmm. But like I said, we've been doing something for 10 years that has, has a ton of interest. You know, um, just again, our, our knowledge network of 150 people, half of those, about 75 were active in May, right? Active on client projects, working, working lots of hours. So, mm-hmm. you know, that network model is working and we're deploying those people exactly where they need to be. But the rest of the time they're not working with us, they're doing other things that is outside the network. To me, that is much more honest than, you know, someone sitting there be like, oh, I don't really have a ton to do today. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do, but I'm still getting paid from, from the good old corporate or the good old agency. Mm, yeah. Uh, so if someone were to, it's like, who, who would be a great uh, client for you or someone that, um, you know, has been listening to us and, and, and they, you know, again, it's, I, again, I understand Gather is primarily in and around marketing. Yeah. So, so again, it's, it's a, it is a marketing talent. Correct. So it's a marketing advisory firm. Mm -hmm. Uh, We work with Fortune 500 companies. We do a lot of innovation work. Uh, We do a lot of traditional, what we call agency work. So it's, it's creative. It could be, you know, video and podcasts and it's creating Mm -hmm. websites. Uh, It's also doing a lot of product design and things like that. Uh, We have a whole talent business. So working on culture and human DEI things Mm -hmm. sort of in that nature Um, and then process. So um, as an example, we brought um, uh, and helped scale agile, uh, uh, agile process um, to IBM's entire marketing organization global. Wow. So, you know, pretty, pretty big, meaty, interesting concepts that we're working on. So again, we still in these sort of three, the three, um, three stool, three legs of the stool, which is people, product and process and sort of where we, we, um, you know, make, uh, uh, make our living there. Yeah. You, you talk about borderless collaboration. What's that? Yeah. So, um, you know, this is something that we've been working on for probably five years. Um, in that, you know, we've we've always had an office, but we've considered it really more of a home base. Um, and again, that comes to the opt-in. If you want to be there and you want to have, you know, the, what do they call it? Like the work wife, work husband, you want to have your best friend um, who's sitting next to you, then you should do that. You should come in, you should use that. Um, but, you know, sometimes our clients want us on site with them. Sometimes they don't. Um, sometimes a team wants to be together. Sometimes it doesn't. So the whole nomadic style of working, this whole remote style of working that's really become sort of, uh, much more fashionable, at least in the last 18 months, we've been doing it for years. Um, and, you know, honestly, I, I, and I knock on wood here, um, you know, the, the, the whole pandemic has been fantastic for us and f- from, from a business standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. And we really, we spent the first six months very much worrying about everyone's sort of physical health, but we then spent the, probably the last six months very much worrying about everyone's mental health and making sure that everybody is, is really there and making sure that we can take care of people. We spent invested a lot more money into uh, community, having community manager, and, and honestly testing a lot of stuff on our own, uh, uh, our own culture, our own workforce. Um, not because we ultimately wanted to go sell that to the client, but we were kind of looking at that as R&D of like, we're going to try it here. We're going to test a lot of things. We are an innovation company. We want to test some stuff here. If it ultimately works for our clients and we think it's interesting, why wouldn't we use it for them as well? Yeah. Uh, are there any downsides that, I mean, obviously, you know, everything's got its pros and cons. And so w- what are the cons or, or what are the, w- w- let me ask it this way. So 
you know, if we adapt more of this, you know, kind of double opt-in and, and really kind of this, it's, it's really, it's empowerment of everybody. So it's like everybody is almost like their own CEO of their contribution to this bigger project. Um, are there considerations that we should, well, wait a minute, be careful not to do this or eh, make sure you do it in this way so it doesn't go sideways on you. Like, what are those things that we should be cognizant of if, if we really want to move in more of this direction? Yeah. So I think best practices sharing is a really important piece. Um, and we've created these sort of, um, um, uh, er, you know, practice areas, if you will. Um, so if, you know, we have um, sort of mid-level designers and more senior designers and senior designers all working together, like, you know, they're probably not all on the same client project because that wouldn't make sense. We've got, you know, dozens of, of folks who sort of fit that big D designer, you know, title. Mm -hmm. um, but what if there was an opportunity for those people to sort of do some sharing, share some work that was coming from a client, share some best practices. This is a new thing that I'm learning. There's a new tool or service that I'm working on or working with. Um, that type of thing, you know, does tend to happen in bigger companies and tends not to happen when you're on the independent side. So being able to put that type of structure together. So not only can you get the best practice sharing, but truthfully, if you want to level up, we just had this story, uh, uh, a lovely woman named Hillary um, had been working on a project for, for three years. Okay. She loves the work that she's doing. And, you know, she's an amazing practitioner of design. And I said to her, Hillary, what can we do to level you up? What is it that you're looking for? What can we do that's next? How do we get you to, to be even the better Hillary than you are today? She says, well, well, I want to get more into sort of, you know, the, the, the management side of things, right? How do I become a creative director from a designer? I said, cool, let's go do that. And literally, you know, so that conversation was last week and, and yesterday I called her and said, hey, we got a new project. Um, it's with a new client. And I think they'd, they'd love to see you on this. We're going to have somebody who's already done this for a while, sort of be shepherding you along with this, but we're going to level you up. We're going to figure out how to get those skills going on. Um, so I think that is really where the sort of network effects start taking part um, and where the independents, right, as, as the humans um, start to, to sort of um, uh, be able to really create that career mentality of being yeah. able to sort of, you know, to plateau in a particular skill set, uh, but continue to strive to do more. Uh, so Dave, someone's been listening to us. Um, like who's, who's a great client for you? Like who's a, a, a great, you know, just someone that would work with you or collaborate with you in some way like that, that, uh, again, your website is gather.co. Um, but who in particular would you like, yeah, definitely come talk to us if you are X, Y, or Z. Yeah. So we tend to work with, uh, with change agents inside of large companies. Right. So that tends to be someone in the CMO's office, potentially someone in the innovation space mm. within those. But the truth is, Josh, I'm not looking for new clients. And this is sort of the best part of this. Right. We want to grow our network. Our network has relationships. Those are the relationships that I want to work with. I want to work with a client that's already worked with somebody in our in our network because we'll have a trust there. Right. That trust doesn't get built overnight. And the truth is, you know, I can share case studies that we've done amazing stuff with IBM and MetLife and TD Ameritrade and tons of other companies in, 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 in different industries. But I hope that trust is person to person because I don't want them to buy gather. I want them to buy the team. I want them to buy the humans who are actually going to do the work. So I don't want to sell something and then go try to fill it later. I want them to actually go and know, know who they are buying because that is truthfully what you're buying. You're buying people. That's the service. Yeah. Um, and what makes us stronger is that network. 
And so I hope if there are, you know, entrepreneurs out there, they're independent folks who are out there, hopefully they'll come and, you know, uh, we can get referred to them by somebody who's sort of, you know, mutually in this network um, so that they can be known to us uh, and that we can hopefully bring them off of, um, off of the network and into active work. Yeah. Uh, when they go to your website, gather.co, what, what should they click on? What should like, if they, you know, to kind of take that next step in the relationship with you, like, where would you have them go watch, read, you know, how do they begin that engagement? Yeah. So I think the best thing to do is, uh, is go to gather.co. Uh, thank you for, for promoting that. Um, you can see our case studies. You can see a little bit about our team. You can watch a little video about sort of, you know, how we got started and what we are and what we do. We specifically do not have a space on our site um, to click here to sign up, to become part yeah. of the network because it's referral only. We want to be known and known to other people. So you can go to LinkedIn. You can look for all the people who are, who are in Gather. Hopefully you're connected to somebody there. We're a pretty broad network at this point. Speak to them. Learn from them. Don't learn from me. Don't take it from one person's you know, point of view. I want you to hear from somebody else and how they feel about this. And then hopefully they can bring you back in and you can get to speak to myself or my partner, Justin, or other folks in the, in the network who can kind of describe a little bit more about how it works. And hopefully we, be, you know, we get you to become active sometime soon. Awesome. All right, Dave, what, what, what's your title again with Gather? Huh. Uh, I am partner and head of innovation. Head of innovation. Well, that's a great title. That's fun. So. Get to innovate and create new things. Uh, yeah. Look, I, I, I like to spend a lot of my time creating new things for the clients. But as you can just hear by the passion, I really do like to create a lot of this innovation that's going on inside the company. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if we, if we have good people and we're figuring out new models to work, um, then the rest of the client work sort of solves itself. Yeah, fantastic. All right, Dave Gaspar, again, the website gather.co. Dave, thank you so much for joining us. Josh, thanks so much for having me. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.